we can, we can have some really good singing up in heaven. But the one thing we cannot do in heaven is we cannot reach the lost in heaven. It's only as a resident of earth that you and I have the great privilege of reaching out to people with the good news of Jesus Christ. I hope you count that as a privilege. I hope you count it as a responsibility. And I pray that that is your life. It's my life. Can I tell you today, Jesus Christ did not die on the cross so that we could have a church service. He did not die on the cross so that we could have church buildings and church memberships. He didn't even die on the cross so that we can sing songs. Jesus died for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. The reason why Jesus died and he suffered on that cross is so that people can know him, so that individuals can receive his love, so that they can know their sins are forgiven. That is why Jesus died on that cross. And this morning, I hope you have a great desire uh, to see your friends. I hope you enjoy worshiping one another. But I hope your greatest desire is to see that this place, just one of many places, but that this place would be a place where people can hear the good news, that people can be transformed by the love of God, that the truth of the Bible can set people free. I hope that is your greatest desire today. I hope tomorrow when you wake up, you, you wake up with an anticipation of, Lord, I'm yours today. I know I'm a school teacher, but I can be used of you. I, I know I'm an accountant, but I can be used of you. I know I'm a, a stay-at-home mom, but I can be used of you to fulfill the Great Commission. That's why we are here. That's why we exist. That's why I'm here. I'm here to fulfill the great commission that God has given to us. And so I want to take us to a familiar uh, passage of Scripture in Luke chapter 10. You know the parable of the Good Samaritan. And I'm going to read that in just a moment. But I want to remind you that you and I are living in one of the greatest opportunities to share the truth of Jesus Christ. We have one of the greatest opportunities to be the light of the world. We have one of the greatest opportunities to be truth, to be love. We have the greatest opportunity to, to be what Jesus said, a city on a hill. God has called us to be different. He has called us to be set apart. He has called us to be a light in the darkness. And there is no greater day and age than today doesn't take long to read the news or to listen to the news to understand that our message is different, that our message is a message of truth. There is no question about what we declare. There is no uh, debate over what we are declaring today, what we have declared through worship, what I will declare from his word. It's what this world needs, and there is no debate about it. And I don't want us to miss this opportunity. So this morning, let us turn to Luke chapter 10. Let me read this familiar story to you once again, beginning in verse 30. It says, Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, 
he felt compassion for him. And going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Always an amazing story to read. Always a challenge. I want to talk really quickly about four categories of people. The first category is these bandits. The bandits exploited the man. They saw a man that had something that they wanted. They saw a man that was all alone, and they were a group, and they knew they had the upper hand. They knew that they could overpower this man and take from him what they wanted, and they didn't care what happened to them. Now, this morning, I, I got two thoughts about that, about this, this group. Now, it's been almost six months since I've been your interim pastor, and back in June, you voted me in as your lead pastor, so I've, I've got a pretty good idea of the people of Calvary Church. And I think it's a safe assessment to say there are no bandits here. Although some of you today look with those masks on. You're <laughs> I'm a little unsure if you have that look of a bandit. Or maybe you might say, well, I don't know about the person next to me. But I would say it's still safe to say that there are no bandits here. There's nobody here looking to beat somebody up and leaving them for dead. But we must always be challenged. And we need to ask God to challenge our heart. We can never look at an individual and say, oh, I'm not that bad. I'm not, I'm not that person. God, you know me. I would never do something like that. That's not the attitude that we have. That's not the attitude I have. I'm humbled before God. The Bible says when I come into his presence, I recognize my righteousness is like filthy rags. And so I think we should just take a look for a moment and let me ask you this question. Do we selfishly take from others and then leave them empty? Uh, it's something to think about. And I know your initial answer to that question would be, no, I don't do that. But really, you have to stop and really think about that. I would say, let me just start, maybe just start and stop here just with this church alone. Do you come and do you receive? I know you receive. We received uh, a wonderful time of worship from this band. I pray that you're encouraged through the word. Uh, in a little bit, you're going to receive some snacks out there as we welcome our new pastor, Mark and Courtney, which I'll just pause there. There they are back there. Welcome, Pastor Mark and Courtney, your first Sunday. We're going to let you greet them out there, and you're going to receive some snacks. So you come here on a Sunday, and you receive from God. Do you just receive and never give anything back? Do you just take without giving something? Do you receive from the Lord and never say, well, you're reading your, the Bible, and you're, you're taking in the breath of life. You're taking in the truth of the gospel. Are you sharing that with anyone? Jesus he gets mad at those type of people. If you read the Bible before, when he gets mad at the person who had a talent, and he says, Lord, I took the talent you gave me, and I buried it in the ground. And what did Jesus tell him? He said, depart from me, you wicked servant. When you're reading the word of God, and I pray that you're doing that, that's the important thing here at Calvary is being in God's word. And I, and I hope you're reading the word of God every day. But are you giving that away? Are you being abandoned? Are you just taking without giving? 
So in any area of your life, just, just make sure that your life is a life that's giving as you receive. Let's never act like a bandit for one moment. Now, the other thought here about this group of people and what we have to acknowledge is that there are some bandits out there. Uh, just recently, I read a report of a five-year-old girl in Chicago who was stabbed to death. A five-year-old girl. Let that sink into your heart. Maybe your life's going good. Maybe everything is taken care of in your life. I know I'm blessed, and I thank the Lord every morning. I thank God for my family. I woke up in a nice town home. We were dr drove here in a car. You know, things are wonderful. But I cannot forget what is happening in the lives of other people. There are bandits in our world today, and they are looking at people, and they're taking advantage of them. People are being constantly taken advantage of, and there are people who are losing their life. We have to acknowledge that this morning. We cannot, we, we, we cannot ignore that there are bandits in our world. And may God help us this morning to see that. And may God cause something inside of us to say, God, I want to do something. I want you to rise up. So let me go to the next category because that is the challenge that we have this morning. The next group of people is, is the priests. There was a, the priest comes, and the priest represents the focused people. With they, they have no time for others. They have no time for others. And when I look at these individuals, we have to ask the question, are we too busy to help others? This priest, his job was to be in the presence of God. His job was to offer up a sacrifice on behalf of the sins of the people. His job was to help people to know God. And through this process of knowing God, he found his life to be too busy. Too busy to help other people. And so he, he went the other way. He went the other direction. He saw the news and said, you know what? I'm too busy serving God. And this is a challenge. I know it's a challenge for me. I have learned this in my life and obviously in ministry. I can tell you that on a Sunday, I write things down as to what I want to do or who I need to talk to, who I need to meet with today to make sure things are going good. And so like for today, I might go to Phil Ackland, and I'm on my direction to talk to Phil Ackland about our men's retreat that's coming up. Don't forget, men, October 23rd and the 24th. You'll be, you can sign up now, but we'll really start pushing it next week. But I might think to myself, I really need to talk to Phil about the men's retreat and as I go to him, I might see somebody else who's in need or somebody who comes to me that needs to talk with me. Am I so focused on that men's retreat that I can't stop and spend time talking to them? I have learned in life distractions are only opportunities for God to use me. And it's a mindset to, of being selfless. I know in my life when I'm getting very focused, that's my time to get to, to sacrifice. And I believe there's a lot of strong people here. There's a lot of good leaders in here. And you know what it is to be focused. i got to get this done. Can I challenge you with that thought? That's your time to say, okay, God, what do you want me to sacrifice? I'm really focused right now on what I need to do. What do I need to give up for you? That's the kind of church that I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of a church that when I call upon you, you say, I'm ready. I'm ready to serve. Here I am. 
I'm ready to do whatever I need to do. And I want you to know I'm going to do the same for you. I am going to do the same for you. If you need me, I'm going to set aside what, needs, what I think needs to be done, and I'm going to help you. That's what a family is all about, that we sacrifice for each other. This priest said, I don't have time. I hope you're not going to be like this priest. It reminds me of a story of a package of batteries up here that have no use because they've been used already. But I keep this set of batteries because there's a story behind this, this set of batteries. In 2005, uh, my senior pastor at that time took my wife and I to Joel Osteen's church for a pastor's conference. He felt like there were some principles that we could learn from, and so we went to Houston, Texas, and he was in the old Houston Rockets facility, so a large facility, and we went into that conference. And this was 2005, so phones didn't have great cameras in it, so I had my digital camera, 9-megapixel camera that was you know, hanging around my neck. I was a tourist. And I remember walking into the building, and I was ready to take pictures at the conference that night, and my batteries were dead. So I said, well, this is a huge facility with a great bookstore. Surely they got to have batteries in there. So I got into the elevator, and sure enough, I ran into the pastor who was in charge of the entire facility. And I said, oh, well, this, he surely he knows if there's batteries in the bookstore. I said, oh, do you have batteries in your bookstore? And he goes, oh, no, I don't. And I said, oh, okay, that's fine. And he kind of looked at me and he said, but I know where there's some. I'll meet you at the bookstore. Now, this was a large facility and it was a busy night. It took him about 15 minutes and he told me it's going to take me some time because I have to go to the other side of the building. And so he kept his word and he met me at the bookstore and he handed me these batteries. Now, he would have been perfectly fine and I would have been perfectly fine with him telling me, you know what, we don't have batteries. Sorry. And I would have been, oh, get it. No problem. I'll just use Tara's photogenic memory to take pictures of all that's around here. But you know what? He took time to truly meet my, he met my needs. He took the time to really address the problem. And I've learned, and that's why I keep these batteries in my office, that sometimes we just got to give up time for other people. I don't care what's on your agenda. I don't care what you think is the most important thing. We have to be willing that's all I'm asking you to do. Be willing to sacrifice time for anybody at any time. And you'll be somebody that they'll still tell stories. And here I am, 15 years later, still with this pack of batteries, still telling that story of that guy who, that pastor who blessed my life. I want people to be telling stories about you 15 years from now. It's the little things in life, right? Those big things that we're worried about, they'll take care of them themselves. Let's not be like the priest that avoids situations. Now, the second, the, the third group of people that I, I want to talk about this morning is the next people is the Levites. Now, the Levites, you know, are, are people who are, this guy, he actually took a moment and he stopped. Unlike the priest, the priest saw it and he's like, I'm out of here. I'm going the other direction. The Levite actually, the Bible says he took a look. He went in and he investigated. But then he saw that it was going to be too much work. Potentially there was blood. No doubt there was blood on him. And so he could have lost his job as a Levite because he would have been unclean for 14, 14 days. And so he didn't want to do that. And so he said, oh, man, this problem's too big for me. I'm just going to go ahead and, and walk on the other side. And this Levite reminds us, and here's, here's the question. The Levite represents curious people that lack 
compassion. Curious people that lack compassion. Do we really care? Do you really care that a five-year-old girl was stabbed to death? Do you really care that, and they interviewed the grandfather, that there's a family that's hurting this morning? If you really care, you're not going to walk to the other side. I shared with you a few weeks ago how we live in a culture that we're a spectator nation. We like to watch things. We like to, we're very curious we, we're, we're curious when we see an accident, and I'm, I'm guilty of that too. And you see the lights blaring and the sirens going. I'm like, what's going on? What happened? Whose fault was it? How bad is it? And we see, and we're, we're, we're curious enough just to look at the situation. And then we, when we get to the situation, we realize, ah, oh, that's too big for me. Ah, oh, man, I, I can't help that situation. There's nothing I can do. You know, and I, I can tell you, you know, I... When I think about this five-year-old girl being stabbed to death, yeah, there is a part of me that says, well, what, what can I do? I mean, is there anything I can really do to help them? I know this. I'm willing, and I'm ready, and I'm praying, and I'm believing. And this morning, I hope that I'm building you up, and I'm equipping you. And I know this morning there's a passion and a, a fire within me that says, you know what? You and I, we can do something, and we need to do something. We need to ask God, God, transform my curiosity and turn it into compassion. Turn it into movement. Turn it into exercise. Turn it into service. God, help me to stop being curious about things. Let there be compassion that comes out of me. I don't want to walk to the other side when I'm seeing problems at hand. I want to stop and see what is going on here. Why are people keep walking to the other side? We have too many curious people in our world today and not enough compassionate people. God has called you and I to be compassionate people, not curious people. He's called us to do something. He's called us to act. And I can tell you this, you know, in a few weeks we're going to be starting Awanas again. And we're going to be inviting kids to come into this building on Wednesday. And I know, Pastor Mark, we're going to be bringing the youth back in here on Wednesdays too. Uh, and we're going to be working together. We're going to start these ministries. That's so, those things are very, very important to me. And if you have a burden, if you have a desire, next week we're going to be hearing, I'm having Terry Borders, and I know you know her well, but she's going to be sharing the ministries that she's doing. I can tell you that this is, I'm not going to just be curious about life. There's a compassion inside of me. And I pray that there's a compassion inside of you. Can I share with you one of my favorite stories of ministry? One of my favorite stories is about a man named Tim. And Tim, one day, he came up to me and he said, Pastor Sid, I'm a mechanic. This is my church in Utah. And he said, Pastor Sid, I'm a mechanic. And I just want to do something for God. You see, Tim had come out of a life of, of drugs and alcohol. Tim had come out of a life that was destroying him. And God had saved him and cleansed him. And there was something that he wanted to do. But he was just a mechanic. And he said, Pastor said, what, what can I do? And honestly, I didn't know. He asked me that question on a Sunday. I didn't know what he could do. So I said, let me pray about that. And so I prayed about that and I few weeks later, it hit me. I knew exactly what we needed to do. I said to him, you know what, Tim? We have a lot of single moms in our church. Let's have a single mom's car day. 
and we'll gather the guys, invite the guys, and we'll change their oil for free. We'll wash their car. We'll even invite single moms from the community to come out. And he said, yeah, that's, that's great. Let's do that. And sure enough, we had other guys that said, yeah, we want to do that. And that ministry is still going on in Utah today, 15 years later. That men take time and uh, they change the oil of their car, they clean it. But something happened, something else happened. One, the second year that we did it, I remember, because uh, we were going through our men's ministry and we were dealing with some issues that the, the need for fathers in the lives of children who don't have a father. And I remember the second year we did the uh, single mom's car day, I, I was looking at the children that showed up with the single moms, and I said, God, these kids, they need a father in their life. And so in that moment, God spoke to my heart, and we started a ministry called Mentoring in the Mountains. And we started taking boys with qualified mentors who didn't have fathers, and we would take them up into the mountains, and we would begin a relationship of fathering them who didn't have fathers. And that ministry was still going on after I left. And all of these boys, I remember one boy who, who came out of gangs, who didn't have a father in his life. And to this day, I, I see on, on social media the, the mentor that I have I connected the two, how he continues to have relationship with this individual. An individual who would have been lost to gangs, but no, now is living a good life and serving. And all of that happened because Tim one day said, I'm a mechanic. What can I do? Instead of Tim saying, you know what, I'm a mechanic. There's probably nothing I can do in the church. Definitely not going to teach. Uh, I don't even want to usher. I don't want to do anything. Oh, I'll just keep coming to church. No, 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 no. Tim was more than curious. Tim was compassionate. I want you to be more than just curious. I want you to be compassionate. I want you to have a heart of compassion for people. I want you to be willing to say, God, Whatever talent I have, use it. Whatever ability that I have, use it. I hope my phone uh, is inundated with calls this week. Well, this is what I do. What can we do? Well, let's pray about it. Let's pray about that. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what God can do through that. Because once you start this ball of compassion rolling, it just keeps going. It keeps going and going until God takes it. And, when, and then that's going back to that parable. You remember the parable that I shared, you got the one guy who buried his talent, but then you have the other guy that said, you know what, I'm going to use my talent for God. And God says, you know what, I'm going to multiply that. I'm going to take that talent and I'm going to multiply that. Tim, you're going to take your mechanic and you're just going to change oil, but because you decided to change oil, now I'm going to change the hearts of young men. It's more than about oil. It was about his willingness. There was something in Tim's heart that once it got into motion, it was like an engine. Once you started it and once it started moving, it picked up traction. And now you're doing something greater than just clocking in and clocking out of your job. Now you're doing something more important than just paying bills. Now you're doing something more important. You're, doing, you're affecting eternity. And I hope that's what you want to be a part of. That's what I want to be a part of. And next week I'm going to finish this message about the Good Samaritan with Terry Borden. But I just want to pray this morning, and I want to say, God, would you just allow our curiosity to be turned to compassion? May you help us to be people who are willing, like this pastor, to give up time for somebody else. When I think about that five-year-old girl, I think about just doing the little things. 
Because once I start doing what I can do, God then does what I cannot do. You know what I cannot do? I cannot stop the shooting and killing in Chicago, but God can. I cannot change a person's heart, but God can. I, I, can't, I can't turn this, this social injustice around, but God can. I just need to do what I can do. And what I can do is I can preach the gospel. What I can do is help people. What I can do is love people. What I can do is sacrifice my time and agenda for other people. And then when I begin to do that, God does what only he can do. Father, I pray, and I pray for everybody online that's heard this message. God, that you will transform their curiosity and make it compassion. Lord, I pray that they would not just look like the Levite and say, you know what, that problem is too big. I can't get involved. I can't do anything to stop what's happening in our country. God, may we reject that lie, and may we just start serving. May we be willing to sacrifice. We can do that, Lord. I can sacrifice my time. I can sacrifice my time to serve in Awanas on Wednesday night. God, once a week, I can do that. I can love kids on a Wednesday night. I can help Pastor Heather. I can help Pastor Mark mentor teenagers. I can do that, God. And who knows what will happen as this church begins to make sacrifices, what you will do through your power. So God, bless each one online. Help them today. I pray, God, if they've been abused by bandits. I pray, God, if they've been taken advantage of, if they've been exploited, that your love and mercy will heal them and help them and encourage them. I pray, Lord, that you will just bless them. And I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining online. We hope that you'll join us again next week. God bless you.